I would like to begin this episode of The Upside with two shout outs to my two favorite women. Are they Lily and Sadie? <laughs> no, they are Ellie and Callie. No. We sure do like um, vowels at the end of our names in this family for the women in this family, don't we? Lily, Sadie, Callie, Ellie. That's not going to be. Jeff. That's not going to be confusing <laughs> at all for her. Uh, okay, so the shout out. Would you like your shout out first or would you like Ellie's shout out first? Ellie's. I was in a recording session with Moms on Call. They were doing an interview with the woman who invented slumber pods, the slumber pod, um, the sleeping tent. It's, it's more or less a baby tent. Yeah. And it's incredible because it blacks out a pack and play. So we went on a road trip to Syracuse. Ellie has used it five, well, no, probably in five states, we'll say, because that sounds, yeah. you know, official. It's incredible. Yeah, you put it up and, and, and that way you can, you know, be up on your computer, watching TV, whatever. It totally blasts. So anyways, they're doing an interview with uh, the woman who invented Slumber Pods. Slumber Pods is a new sponsor of the Moms on Call podcast. There was a technical issue with one of the other people's microphones and we're all remote, right? So mm -hmm. I can't physically fix it. And we're trying all this stuff to solve it. And Ellie, it, Callie has to leave. So she drops Ellie off. I have Ellie on my lap and she keeps pulling out my earbuds that I'm using to listen into the were recording people laughing session. at you? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, she was just being cute. So I am clicking over because I know there's a setting that would allow me to turn the earbuds off so I can take them out mm -hmm. and just play the audio over the speaker because I'm not being recorded. So it doesn't matter if there's yeah. no feedback or whatever. When I'm fishing around to try to find that solution, I found the solution to the problem that the other person was having with their microphone. So okay. Ellie technically saved the day. Nice. Yeah. Now, did she get credit? Did you? I thank sure her? did. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. They were like, good job solving the problem. And I go, I got to be honest with you, I never would have been in that part of the the software if it wasn't for Ellie. So Ellie gets all the credit. So that's shout out number one. Shout out number two is I think one of your October Lucians was to not make excuses for fussy babies for Ellie. Yes. And, okay. I would like to acknowledge that yesterday we were in a group of people and Ellie was, she had a lousy nap and she was just a little grumpy pants. And not once did you try to dismiss it. Not once. I mean, and I think that's confusing if you don't know what we're talking about. So basically my resolution was to not justify how Ellie feels and just let her feel whatever she feels. Yeah. Meaning if, if she starts to be cranky and we're in front of people that I will not be like, Oh, uh, she, she just had a bad nap today and she just had a whatever, but just to be like, yeah, I have a baby. And sometimes guess what? Babies make noise and that's just what they do. They're and it growing, doesn't matter. They're growing teeth. They're growing she's, teeth. She's literally growing, has a bone growing out of her face. Yeah. She's a bone growing out of her face. She's like getting a little taller. We're trying to force her to stand up. You know, she's got a lot of pressure. Yeah. For 11 month old. So I was going to stop doing that. And we were in a situation where she was, I would say more grumpy than usual. And I did not say a thing. I was just attending to her and I did not announce to the group that she 
only had a 30 minute nap. I did not announce to the group that it was nap time. I I remember that it was snack time or whatever. I noticed that you did it when I actually said, I think I said the sentence, I think she's just really tired. She popped up 30 minutes into a 90 minute nap today and wouldn't go back to sleep. Like I justify, I did it. You did it at the beginning of this segment. Well, you said yesterday Ellie didn't have a nap. Well, I was I was setting the tone. I was in the beginning setting the story. I was setting the story to say that our normally chill kid was less than chill. Um, but I think what's more, the it's not about me. You. It you, took me so much willpower to not do that. So that was a conscious decision. Oh my gosh, in my head, I'm like, don't say it. Don't say that she only had a 30 minute nap. Don't say she's teething. Just don't, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I was biting my tongue so hard, it's probably bleeding. But you did a good job. You did it. But I did it. Thank you. Nice work. The upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for chicken wings. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Wi-Fi. I wanted to tell this story. This is going to sound so random, but you know what? I like to keep you on your toes when you listen to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I wanted to tell this story two weeks ago on the anniversary of this happening. I believe it would have been the 45th anniversary of, or 35th, 35th anniversary of Balloon Fest. You ever heard of Balloon Fest? In Albuquerque? Nope. This happened in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. Fascinated by the story. And I want to tell it in the context of, well, I I want you to think of this. If you ever have a bad day at work, if you ever screw something up at work. Oh, you love these stories. If you ever make a mistake, Mm -hmm. I want you to remember Balloon Fest 86 and think to yourself, well, at least I'm not the guy who had that idea. Okay. Okay. So in Cleveland, Ohio, the chapter of the United Way wanted to do a fundraiser and they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the largest helium balloon release in the Guinness Book of World Records. And we're going to sell balloons. Like you can sponsor a balloon to be part of this release for like a buck. And we're going to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because people will pay to have their, you know, to be part of this Guinness Book of World Records Mm -hmm. thing. So they needed to release like a million and a half balloons. Their goal was two million, but they got just just under one and a half million balloons, right? And they sold sponsorships, raised a ton of money. And on September 27th, they decided that was the day they were going to release the balloons. And so they put up a giant net. It covered like a city block. Then they recruited volunteers, hundreds of volunteers. A lot of them were high school students to just sit with helium tanks and inflate one and a half million balloons. They worked 24-hour shifts. There were people blowing up balloons for 24 straight hours. 
So they get to a million and a half balloons. They have to stop because the weather is starting to turn and they say, well, we got to move up the release. We got to move up the balloon release because if not, it's going to be raining and this is, and we'll have wasted all these balloons, all this manpower and everything. So they moved up the balloon release by a couple of hours uh, to beat the evening rain that was predicted. Here's the problem. The cold front that was bringing the rain in had already started to enter the Cleveland, Ohio area. So when they released 1,400 and something thousand balloons, all hand filled by these 2,500 volunteers, they floated up a little bit and then they all started to come back to earth. They didn't drift away off into space like they were supposed to. A million and a half balloons. So here's some of the, the consequences and, and uh, of this balloon release. And they are tragic, okay? Balloons were found in Lake Erie on the Canadian side. They drifted over the lake. They landed in the lake. So the, the balloon release uh, polluted Lake Erie. People's cars, people got in car accidents because the balloons were drifting down over highways. So people were slowing down because they didn't know what it was. And there were, people were rear-ending each other. Oh my. Yep. Now remember, somebody had, somebody sat in a meeting and said, what about a balloon release? And then all of this stuff starts happening. Okay. Uh, the airport in the area had to close oh because the balloons were all, and then here's the most tragic part of it. The Coast Guard was called to an overturned fishing boat that had two fishermen in it. So they flew the helicopter over to the, to the lake, Lake Erie, to look for the fishermen. There were so many balloons in the water that they had to call off the search because they couldn't tell who was a person and who was a balloon. The fishermen died. They died because of the balloon release. So, uh... A couple other um, things, much less tragic, uh, that happened. But um, a couple of other things. Uh, there were lawsuits. The fishermen. I'm surprised that you're allowed to even release that many balloons because that's like a mega pollutant when they pop. This is in the 80s. Nobody cared about pollution. Oh, okay. The 80s. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So here's a couple other things that pollution. happened. Pollution. Who cares? Just don't interrupt our daily lives. Yeah. Um, by the way, one of the fishermen's family sued the United Way and all the people well, affiliated yeah, with I it. Would too. They settled for an undisclosed amount. So that happened. Um, another lawsuit, uh, a woman who raises Arabian horses said that the horses were so spooked Aww. by the influx of balloons that the horses went wild, injured themselves. So she sued, settled for an undisclosed amount. And the 1988 copy of the Guinness Book of World Records recognizes the event. They gave a total of 1,429,543 balloons released and they no longer measure environmentally dangerous events such as this. And that is the story of Balloon Fest 1986. And wow. I, and, and I seriously want you to remember that because you'll do something. If you haven't done it already, you'll do something at work that is terrible do you, you have a terrible work thing have we talked about this before um like a terrible work thing like have you ever had one of those like a fireable offense yeah 
Um, I don't think I've had a fireable offense. I did when I used to do the in-game hosting at the uh, at Turner Field mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I said something factually wrong about Hank Aaron. <gasps> and if you know, if you're from Atlanta, Ooh. Hank Aaron is, you know, one of the most revered athletes in the city. Yeah. And everybody knows this. And I can't remember what the statistic was, but I gave the wrong date. And as soon as I walked away in the, you know, the cameras, it was 50,000 people in the stands. It was the end of the season. Oh, uh, I think he was even there. At the oh time. no. Yeah. That is. And I walked, I walked directly to my car. I didn't even want to go like up to the locker room where I could change out of my, like I walked to my car wearing my, yeah, it was the last thing at future I had to do. Oh, nice. I, I felt myself get 300 degrees and I'm like, I'm not even going upstairs. You're like, I just have to, I, bye. Bye. Yeah. Um, I've told the story before, I think on this podcast, I know I've told it on the radio about a guy, like a friend of a friend in Arizona who works for a company that makes airplane engines and he pushed the wrong button and dropped an engine. Like a 10, Yikes. a $10 million plane engine. I know somebody else who sent out a tweet on a corporate account that was meant for their personal account. Yeah. All of those things, none of them killed a fisherman. None of them killed a fisherman. None of them killed a fisherman, scared a horse, caused an airport to shut down, polluted Canada. None of those things. So just know that whatever you did at work, and maybe more upsidey. Just know that if you're in a leadership position and you have an employee who did something at work, they didn't kill a fisherman. We have had a little situation the other night that I feel like is quite relatable. And I realized how relatable this was when I was telling my girlfriend, hey, guess what Jeff did? And she's like, oh my gosh, my husband does that all the time. Jeff goes out to dinner with a friend of his. I maintain, as you tell the story, I'm going to maintain that I did nothing wrong, that I think it's I think it's the women in this story who escalated it. No way. No way. So Jeff and his buddy are out. They're at a brewery, having some drinks, hanging out, talking about whatever it is that guys talk about. He comes home. Hey, how was it? It was good. How's he doing? He's awesome. All right, cool. That was the extent of the conversation, like literally conversation over. Two weeks goes by. I get a message from the guy's wife that says, hey, when should we go on our camping trip? And I say, what camping trip? And she says, oh, Jeff didn't tell you. And I'm like, uh, what? (laughs) And apparently Jeff agreed that we would go with them and their dogs and our dogs and our 11 month old camping, which is like a whole thing because our dogs are crazy. They have dogs that I'm sure are well behaved, but like ours, not so much. So like, that's going to be a thing. You, I think are not a camping person, even though you want to be Jeff. So I feel like in addition to having to like watch out for the dogs and the baby, I'm also going to have to be like babysitting you a little bit. And I just feel like I was not made aware of this plan until she told me about it and was ready to pick a date. Because the way the conversation between me and the other guy went, it it, it was very, it was, 
it wasn't that complicated. It wasn't worthy of a further story because guy plans are, hey, we should do a camping trip at the height of like when the leaves are changing, right? And go into the mountains for a night or two and enjoy like some nature and do it. And you could bring Ellie and bring the dogs and then uh, it'll be like, it'll be a great fun time. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so cool. And then he says, uh, we could do like rent a couple of vans and sleep in the vans, or we could do tents or we could do whatever. We have a convert, we have a hypothetical conversation about perhaps going on a camping trip. No date was set, no. But it's not hypothetical. If you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome, as opposed to like, yeah, I can't wait till Ellie gets a little bit over. Or yeah, let me check with Callie and see if she can find someone to watch the dogs. Like none of the practical stuff. It was just like, yeah, man, that sounds really fun, which is but, like an invite to like, oh, you guys can set up this thing. No, no, no. My guess is he went home and at some point in the conversation, or not because it took two weeks, at some point in a conversation, the fact that we discussed camping came up and she said, wait, you guys talked about going on camping? Does Callie know about this? And then the two of you escalated to the, oh, we need to make plans. Women don't have any idea how many plans guys make that never turn into anything. Why? Why would you? I, I don't understand. That seems like such a waste of energy. Because what else are we going to talk about? Well, I don't know. You're really good friends. I don't know. Talk about work. Talk about your animals. Talk about your amazing wives. But yeah. like planning a hypothetical trip that you don't expect we didn't us to plan. Pl we is didn't plan the trip. We acknowledged that that would be a good trip. Then once it got to you guys, you're like, well, we got to plan this. And then you feel left out. But you don't need to plan it because it's a hypothetical guy talk. We can cover work, wives, Ellie, whatever else you said that we should talk about. We cover all of that in nine minutes. And then you spent the rest of the time planning we didn't, a hypothetical trip. We talked about a trip. We didn't plan it. You just don't. <laughs> I'm going to need opinions on this. 800-434-5454. I do not think I am even close to in the minority of people whose significant other spouses, partners, whatever, do this and just don't tell them. Like I had no idea. <laughs> I was inspired, I have been inspired by someone who responded to a text message that I sent in such a fantastic, terrific way. This has been something that's been in the back of my mind for a while that I want to share it okay. in hopes that it will inspire other people. I sent a congratulatory text to not a close friend, a friend, somebody I know professionally who I would consider a friend. Um... I sent her a text message congratulating her on a new job. And she wrote back and said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically said, thank you. I'm so excited. And I, and this never would have happened without your support and encouragement. Thank you for that. Now. That's nice. Yeah. It's also not true. Like she's very talented. Our, we have never worked together. Our paths have crossed, and I've always been a big cheerleader, supporter of hers. Mm -hmm. But I have never made a call on her behalf. I've never advocated, like, I've never done anything super above and beyond. But the fact that she responded that way 
makes me well, and here's I want to back up a little bit. I am a naturally glass half empty guy, not in a negative, not gratitude way, but I like to tell it like it is. Like I like it's your nature. Yeah. I like to, and I had a, a, like an epiphany a few weeks ago where I said, where I, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to be the person who always points out the way it really is or tells it like it is. Like I want to be, yeah, I want to move 180 degrees in the other direction. Like let life be a little magical and happy and glossy. And I've been wondering how to do that. And she showed me with that one text message. It doesn't, like, it's not untrue. Like, I have been supportive of her, but it's definitely an exaggeration of that. You know what I'm saying? And it might not even be to her, but I think the point is, like, I said that to someone and I really meant it. Like, this person changed the course of my life and we had one lunch. So when I gave him that compliment, he this is like a totally different situation, but I, I gave him that compliment and I was totally serious. And I think sometimes just, you know, saying or taking the time to have five minutes with someone like your five minute interaction could have changed her life. So I don't think that she's full of it, but I, I think don't it was think she- really nice of her to acknowledge and be like, Hey, just to let you know, when I'm like thinking through things, I'm crediting you for this and it made you feel really good. Yeah. And what I, what I will say is, cause I don't want to diminish the, I don't want to diminish your, your you're not saying she's lying. Yeah. It's I'm not saying, I'm not saying she's lying and it's not, and I'm not saying you're lying about your relationship with that guy you had lunch with or whatever. Yeah. What I'm saying is she, when I think about it, she's the type of person who will send that response to Everyone who, is, who has had a positive impact on her mm-hmm. experience. Like I'm, I am certain that I'm not the only one who got that, mm-hmm. which doesn't make it less true. And it's, even though I know that, cause I've been thinking about it, it still made me feel really good. And I just want to be like, I want to start looking for opportunities to make people's day. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just thought that was, that's such a great way. And now that, now that I feel like I have to explain it more because, because I don't think there was a five minute interaction that changed the course of her life. I think she's the type of person. Yeah. Who, you think who, she's just a really nice person and she's like, Hey, like, you know, so good to see you. But even if, you know, yeah, it's just, she's a nice, she's being a nice person. Yeah. No, I think she, I think anybody who has had a positive impact on her life, she feels deserves as much credit as somebody. Got it. Okay. You know that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. Okay. So I hope I've said that clearly, but I would like to be, I would like to be a person who doesn't, who behaves that way and doesn't like rank how much like I would think, well, I don't want to send that message to somebody who I only had a five minute. I mean, they didn't have, I would have got this job without them. Like, no, I just want to be, I want to send mm-hmm. the message and make them feel good. So anyways, and you know what I'm going to start with? I've just decided how I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. When I um finish editing this episode of the podcast, I'm going to send her a text message and tell her how good her text message made me feel. 
Fall and Halloween are seasons that naturally spark creativity from the costumes we pick to the recipes we bake and the decor that we put up. Let KiwiCo foster that natural creative thinking and channel it into hands-on fun for your kids. KiwiCo sends age-appropriate, hands-on science and art projects straight to your door. We got the Panda Crate and we got it when Ellie was about three months old. So there really truly is something for kids of every age. And the thing I appreciate the most is the box came with explanations from experts on why the crate was so important for her development, which I thought was really cool because it helped me learn about how I could help her. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with the new hands-on projects every month. Ellie is into everything right now, and the Panda Crate is so fun for her to go through. My friends with older kids love it too, from discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. The moment of pride and accomplishment at the end of a KiwiCo project sparks creative confidence and is so fun to watch. Scare up some fun this Halloween with KiwiCo. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code UPSIDE. When there are things that you can't tell anyone or you feel like you can't unload to even your closest friends or family members... You need a therapist, somebody to talk through it with you. And BetterHelp can provide that therapist, usually within two days. And you don't even have to interact with them face-to-face. They do offer video chat if you're more comfortable, but you can also just talk to them on the phone. They can even do live chat. All you've got to do is head over to betterhelp.com upside, answer a few questions, take their onboarding quiz, and then they will match you with a therapist who can help you out. Like I said, often this first appointment will happen within 48 hours. You know we are huge fans of mental health and mental health awareness here on the upside. And we want you to get started with therapy today if it's something that you feel like could help you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might learn. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners are going to get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Upside. It is football season. It is pumpkin spice season. It is crockpot season. And unfortunately, it is also flu season. Proper hydration and vitamins can help support a strong immune system. In cooler temperatures, it's much easier to miss signs of hydration like overheating or sweating. So it's extra important to be mindful of how much water we're putting into our bodies. If you're someone who struggles with drinking a lot of water during the day, liquid IV is going to be a game changer for you. 
One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. I notice when I drink water first thing in the morning, it really helps clear my brain fog and it gets me ready to tackle my day. My favorite liquid IV flavor is lemon lime and it is so easy to quickly suck down because it tastes so good. I never realize how fast I'm drinking it because I love to drink it. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks, has no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Today's quote of the day. Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of suffering. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. This one, I had to pull out a map and like, actually look at this. Reno, Nevada is west of Los Angeles, California. Whoa. Yeah, those things always freak me out. Like when you look at like the fact that um I think it's Argentina is direct is more farther east than the east coast of the United States or something like that. Not more farther, they're just farther. Yeah, just farther. But like uh in in Key West is more southern than Hawaii. Like I don't know about all that stuff because I don't know my geography that well, but I do know US geography. And I was like, wait a minute. So I went and looked at it. But the way that Nevada is shaped, you know, it's got like the west part of Nevada yeah. is like almost like a triangle kind of like uh-huh. it peaks out. And Los Angeles, if you were thinking about it like a kind of a shoeish that, you know, curves uh-huh. out a little bit, Los Angeles is actually further east than Reno, Nevada. So mind blowing, but true. By the way, don't hold me accountable for any of that stuff that I just said about Argentina or Key West or whatever. Those are just things that have popped into my, like, I I could be getting them wrong, but when they were stated, I was like, whoa, is that true? And then like Callie did, pulled out a map, checked, whatever the fact was. Yeah. My second random thing is after three letter airport codes became standard, airports that had previously been using only two letters simply added an X. I get it. So that'd be like, you know, that's why Outer Banks, I guess, is like OBX. Or Los Angeles is LAX. LAX, yeah. So lazy, but true. And my third random thing is there are no snakes in Ireland. That's that is be- a fact. It's because St. Patrick drove them all out. Uh, that's actually, well, folklore. Yes, but no, not really true. Uh, and those are my three random things. If you are planning a wedding, I have something for you to consider. Because Eula Thomas decided that her and her husband didn't need a big wedding. As a matter of fact, they didn't need a wedding at all. They were running into problems booking the venue they wanted because of COVID. They were running into problems getting the flowers they wanted because of supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of things that were frustrating her about the wedding planning. So she sat down with a pad of paper and a pen and the internet, and started making a list of all the stuff she could scratch out of her wedding budget and how much money that would put back in her bank account, right? Mm -hmm. When all was said and done, they had enough money to throw a super small wedding. I think it was her, 
and their friends, and I think maybe their parents. Mm-hmm. But that was it, right? They went on four honeymoons. That's awesome. And not little honeymoons. They went to Hawaii, Morocco, Italy, and Greece. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was so offended. People said to us when we got engaged, why don't you guys elope? Whatever. And I was so offended by the question because I'm like, I've been waiting for this day my whole life. How dare you say that to me? Then I had a friend that eloped while we were engaged. And I think she's a genius because here's what she did. Didn't you talk her into it? No, no, this is something else. Oh. So she decided that because there was a lot of like wedding drama going on with family stuff and whatever, and she was spending all this money. And she's like, you know what? Instead of spending all this money on a wedding, I am going to elope with my husband. And then we are going to spend the money we would have spent on the wedding on the best vacation of our lives. So they did it right. Like they stayed at a hotel they would never normally afford, They whatever. And they put that money into a once in a lifetime experience that was pretty much like their honeymoon. And I feel like there was another couple too where they were having the same thing. They were having like all these, like who do we invite where people were getting offended because like the second cousin was mad that they weren't invited and, and the bride oh, was forget like- this. We get this. And they were like, you know what? And I think you, didn't you casually say to her, why don't you guys just go to that resort you love in Mexico and get married on the beach? And oh, she I called. I kind of remembered that. Yeah. And she called you like three days later and said, I called off my wedding. I'm going to the resort I like in Mexico. We're getting married on the beach. I kind of vaguely, that that's a little vague in my mind, but I do. Anyway, the point is spending all of that money on a baller once in a lifetime trip. You and I have to do that at some point. That just, that just in the second went on my bucket list to do an all out crazy out of the box vacation. Well, we did run into Jimmy Buffett singing Cheeseburger in Paradise in a bar in St. Bart's on New Year's Eve one year. That is true, but that was coincidental. I mean, like save up for like 15 years. Oh. And then, you know what I mean? I mean, you know how people like they go on like a safari and they save for like 10 years and then they camp in the middle of the, you know, like African desert. And it's like a whole thing. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's going on the bucket list. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. I was driving yesterday and I see on like the side of the road, like kind of straddling the middle of the road, but like the right lane, you know, a stuffed animal. And I'm like, I, dang it. And there was nowhere to pull off. So I did a circle around the block, which took like an extra 10 minutes. And I parked kind of far away. And then I walk, see a break in traffic, and I get the stuffed animal out of the road. And it is like. Does this go back to what we were talking about last week, where you can't throw away a stuffed animal because it hurts your heart? Is that what happened? It hurts my heart. And here's the thing. This is someone's stuffed animal, right? Like maybe a kid was sitting in their car seat and they have their hand out the window. Exactly. Right. 
It's a stuffed dog. It looks so sad. It is wet because it was raining yesterday. So I, anyways, I parked at this apartment complex. This guy watched me get out of my car, turned my hazard lights on. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. Get the dog, put it on this thing. I put it on Instagram and like, it hasn't been viewed that many times. So I don't know what I should do because I'm off next door at this point. But I feel like if it's still there in like two days, I'm going to have to go get the stuffed animal, wash it, and then it's going to have a home in our house. Well, no, I think you, I think you should um, repost it on Instagram, but tag ATL Scoop. I feel like people do that all the time. I feel like they do too, but it's for like keys. I know, but this is more important than keys. This is some kids like boopy or whatever. Lovey? Yeah. What's boopy? I don't know. They're whatever. Did we just, did you just reveal that you had something called a boopy when you were a child? Don't people have things called boopies and poppies and... Stuff like everybody has a different name for their favorite blanket or whatever. Is that true? Yeah. I thought it was just a lovey. Yeah, it was a lovey to you, but to somebody else. No, it else. wasn't a lovey to me. I thought just thought that's what people call it. I had a blankie. Yeah, blankie, lovey, boopy, boppy. Boopy. I feel like you had a boopy. I've never used that word before in my life. I just made it up. <laughs> Anyways, it's cute. Anyways, if you live in Sandy Springs and your child is missing a stuffed dog named Boopy. Apparently, its name is Boopy. Um, I can tell you where it is. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or email us. Um, it's it's still currently living on my Instagram feed. And I hope that the right person comes around and that someone doesn't see it. It's like, oh, I should check this thing. It's been over here for like two days. Therefore, in two days, if it's still there, I'm going to get it. Hey, guys. It's T-Bird. I was just listening to the show and you were talking about how Instagram and Facebook went down the other day. And I have no clue what has gotten into me. I don't know if it's because I just turned 50 and it's, I I don't know, but I have been very uninterested in social media for a few months now. Like I used to post something every day, nature stuff, almost every day. I just, don't want to do it. I went on an amazing trip with my daughter and I think I posted one picture. Like, I think I'm just finding so much joy in real life. Um, Does that mean I'm like getting old and appreciating real life more? I don't know what it means, but um, it's been relaxing and kind of good. Okay. I love y'all. Bye. Gentlemen, I've got good news for you. Rothy's shoes aren't just for women anymore. Rothy's now has men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. I wore a pair out the other night and I'm not kidding. It was like walking on clouds. Everything that Callie has said about the women's Rothy's for the past year here on the upside with Callie and Jeff is true for the men's Rothy's as well. And I got really light colored shoes. Normally I wouldn't do that, but if they get dirty, you can just throw them in the washer. Ladies, Christmas right around the corner. It's not too early to start thinking about gifts for the guy in your life. And I'd highly recommend Rothy's shoes for him. And while you're there, get yourself a pair as well. Who better to tell you how great Rothy's are than real customers? The online reviews are amazing. Lisa L says the same thing I did, like walking on clouds. Their best-selling shoe has nearly 5,000 
almost perfect reviews. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. They're giving you the chance to take advantage of a super rare opportunity. You can get $20 off your first purchase of Rothy's at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside and get $20 off your first purchase. Head to rothys.com slash upside and find your new favorites today. Oh, you know how you're getting old? I'm 31. Guess what I enjoy now is an evening snack, a decaf cup of coffee with like some yummy creamer that I mix in there and it is a tasty treat. And I sip it and I watch my shows. I think I was born to be 80 years old, you guys. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. You guys, you absolutely have to watch Squid Game. It is not my thing. I hate this kind of stuff. My husband was all about it. And then you've got to get through episode two, right? I mean, episode one will scar you for life a little bit. But then episode three is when it starts right and then you get hooked and it's compelling and it's horrifying and weirdly emotional and i cannot stop thinking about it we watched it in two days i need you to watch it too because you're my friends and so we can talk about it okay thanks you guys bye hey kelly and jeff this is jennifer just giving you a quick call i paused today's episode or actually tuesday's episode number 684 talking about chrissy and her guarding ellie when she was trying to stand I see it as in Callie is no more less of a mom or Chrissy being more of a mom because of that situation, but more as uh, the things that are happening are Ellie's first, but also Callie's first. And Chrissy is a veteran mom, so it's more of a first versus veteran. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Hey, guys. This is Lisa listening to Today's episode number 688 at the very beginning, and I just laughed out loud when Callie declared that time was rude regarding um, Ellie about to be one, but time is rude. I I love that. I'm going to use that. Have a great one, guys. Bye. disappointed though I must admit while I don't mind the show clothes for October I was so hoping it was going to be something funny and lighthearted. please bring back Jaden Broke I loved that one I laughed every single day even though I had heard it before I laughed hysterically that was the cutest one in my opinion just an idea I don't mind the serious ones but oh I was hoping for something funny something humorous to get my day started better anyway love you guys bye you can't tell the human brain not to do something what happens is we very often reinforce things when we put things in the negative if you go through trees on skis and you go don't hit a tree don't hit a tree don't hit a tree guess what you're watching you're only looking at trees as opposed to follow the path follow the path the only thing you see is the path It's literally perspective.